Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published as more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. What is the ministry of the Spirit that is described in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8? To best understand this, we need to consider some key verses from Romans chapter 8. This is Matt Miller. I'm filling in for Chris Wilde today. And Dick Taylor has joined me in the studio. Dick, I'm really glad you're here with us today. Thank you, Matt, and it's a joy to be here and to uh, be one spirit with the Lord who is the Spirit in the ministry of the Spirit. Praise the Lord, this wonderful one could be ministered into all of us, even during this broadcast, that we could gain much, much more of Christ. Well, that's our prayer, Dick. I I really pray that the Lord would do just that. You know, yesterday, Dick, uh, I was here with Francis Ball, and we discussed the ministry of the Spirit and the ministry of righteousness in our life study of Second Corinthians. But today we're going to jump over to Romans chapter 8 for a better understanding of this important subject. Can you give us just a brief uh, introduction before we get into the program to let our listeners know what they're in for today? Well, in this jump to Romans 8, we see here in Romans 8 verse 2, the Spirit, particularly in verse 2 where it says, the law of the spirit of life, that phrase, the spirit of life. So there we see the spirit. And this wonderful Christ, who is the spirit of life, is right now within our spirit. And then in verse 4, if we are people who really enjoy the Lord and love the Lord, we'll practice to live in our spirit. And the result of our living is we fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law, So the expression of living in the Spirit is righteousness. And then ultimately we see that uh, through a living like this, we become conformed to the image of the firstborn Son of God. That means we come into the same image as him for his expression and his testimony. So the neat thing here is that the ministry of the Spirit is just the ministry of Christ as the life-giving Spirit. And when we live according to our spirit, then spontaneously and automatically we become those who fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law. And what's the result? God has expressed. He has this image. And that image is just Christ. And as we enjoy him, that's Christ enlarged. So it's really good that we could uh, shift from this phrase in Second Corinthians 3, the ministry of the Spirit, and pick up a little definition 
enlargement and expansion from Romans chapter 8. Just a little bit from yesterday, Dick, this is also uh, the ministry of righteousness. Amen. Once you have the image of God, once you have God expressed, then things are right. That's right. Well, let's go on, Dick, uh, to our life study program number 28 from Second Corinthians. This is the 28th program we've done. But let's do it from the view of Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's program. Romans 8, 2 says, Now the law of the spirit of life frees us from the law of sin and death. Then verse 4 of the same chapter says, We have to walk according to the spirit of life. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. This doesn't mean we are endeavoring to keep the law. But it means the law are spontaneously fulfilled. If you don't live in the spirit of life, if you don't work according to such a spirit, yet you try, you endeavor to keep the law, you cannot make it. But when you live in the spirit of life and work according to this spirit, even though you don't have intention to keep the law, uh, to fulfill the Ten Commandments, spontaneously and consciously, all the laws are fulfilled for you. Paul tells us in Romans 7, he tried to overcome this matter of coveting. He couldn't make it. So he got killed by this tenth commandment. And then he condemned himself. He said, wretched man I am. Who can deliver me? But he shouted, hallelujah. In chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Now in Christ, there is no condemnation. For the law of the spirit of life frees me. That the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in me who walk according to the spirit of life. Now you see, you don't need to fulfill those laws. No, no. Forget about them. Let them go. You just walk according to the spirit of life. Spontaneously and unconsciously. Every commandment will be certainly, fully, wholly kept by you. Okay. Now you have the spirit of life in verse 2 of Romans 8. And you have the righteousness in verse 4 of the same chapter. Then in verse 29 of the same chapter, you have the image of the firstborn son. How to be conformed to the image of the Son of God? How? By watching according to the spirit of life that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled. When you have the righteousness, I tell you, this righteousness is exactly the image of the Son of God. So, 
the spirit produces the righteousness and the righteousness is just the image well dick the spirit produces the righteousness and the righteousness is just the image this is a very practical word, but I wonder if you could help our listeners out by applying a little bit, or maybe just by giving us some examples of what the Apostle Paul meant with what he said here in Romans chapter 8. It seems, Matt, that uh, the main burden here is that if we really are people who enjoy the Lord as the Spirit in our spirit and live according to Him in our spirit, then we fulfill automatically, I like these words, don't you? Automatically, spontaneously, unconsciously, unconsciously, all the righteous requirements of the law. For example, we have the Ten Commandments. And uh, one commandment is that we should not make any idols. But we don't realize, we may not sit down and actually, you know, use our hands to form an idol and then bow down, but we have many idols even in our imaginations. Maybe a brother has a dream that he's just going to be a multimillionaire and he's just totally occupied with this. He'll be famous. And eventually, sorry to say, that dream, that vain imagination becomes an idol, something that replaces the Lord. But if this brother just tries in himself not to think that way, I'm going to overcome this, it won't work. But if he touches the Spirit, lives according to the Spirit, enjoys the Lord and loves him, spontaneously, automatically, unconsciously, he's not in that dream. He's occupied with this dear, precious person who is the fulfillment of that dream. Or another example is, uh, you know, the fifth commandment is to honor your parents, honor your father and your mother. If you just make up your mind, I'm going to honor my father and mother, eventually you won't honor them in a real way. In fact, you'll probably be a failure in it. Rather, you'll get upset with them and angry at them because you're just operating in your natural self, which eventually the source of which is just the enemy. But if you would open to the Lord and uh, practice to exercise your spirit and to be one spirit with the wonderful Christ in you, then by walking according to the spirit and living according to the spirit spontaneously, automatically, unconsciously, you will just honor your parents, and your parents will actually, as a result of this experience, there's a testimony of righteousness. You're right with your parents, and also there's an expression. Image is there. God is expressed. So even your parents are touched by this kind of honoring of them. So uh, these are a few examples of uh, what it means to live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, and then spontaneously the righteous requirements of the law are fulfilled in us, and Christ is expressed. Praise the Lord for this simplicity. Thanks for those examples, Dick. I think it helps to uh, make things a little more tangible sometimes. You know, let's go on uh, to chapter 14 in Romans for the next section with Witness Lee. He's going to jump over to another portion to help us understand the ministry of the Spirit. Let's go back to him right now. Chapter 14 of Romans gives us another aspect of righteousness. It says what? The kingdom of God is righteousness. In the Old Testament, in the Psalms, and in Isaiah, especially in these two books, we are told righteousness 
is the foundation of God's throne. So, Old Testament also tells us righteousness is related to God's kingdom. Where God's righteousness is, there is God's kingdom. In Romans 8, you have the image. In Romans 14, you have the kingdom. Both these two are based upon righteousness. The new covenant ministry is to minister the all-inclusive spirit of the processed triune God into people to be people's life supply. And also, at the same time, this ministry ministers Christ into people as their righteousness. When they walk, when they live according to the inner spirit, they will have a kind of condition, a kind of state, a kind of a situation that expresses God. That is the image, the image of Christ. And this kind of condition is just the kingdom of God. Full of righteousness, full of establishment, full of setting in order, full of heading up. So you have peace, so you have joy, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Could you see this? I tell you, dear saints, this is the ministry of the new covenant. Okay, Dick, in Romans chapter 14, we have the kingdom of God. Amen. And Witness Lee mentioned here that we have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and that this is the ministry of the Spirit. Can you develop this a little bit? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, we'll give you a few minutes. Number one is, I, I still appreciate a definition our brother gave one time of the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Well, even as a word, it's two syllables, king and dumb. And who is the king? The king is Christ. And who is Christ today? He's the life-giving spirit. Who's the dumb? That's us. So when the king, as the spirit, gets into the dumb, you have the kingdom. So the main thing we need is to be those who pay attention to the king. When we enjoy the king, who is the spirit within our spirit, the result is there's the expression of righteousness. Like we mentioned before, the righteous requirements of the law are fulfilled spontaneously, automatically, and unconsciously. So, when there's righteousness, then what happens? You have peace and you have joy. (laughs) Like with a husband and wife, maybe they're not happy with each other. Well, there's no righteousness then. There's no peace. There's no joy. The whole family realizes it. Everybody notices it. You know, sometimes that happens with us. Sometimes maybe... uh, I've had to experience sometimes something not right with my wife and I. We lay down in bed at night, and we're both laying there quiet. Both know something's wrong, but neither one will say anything. Finally, one says, anything wrong with you? The other one says, no, something wrong with you? <laughs> both are lying. <laughs> what, what do we need? We need righteousness. We need to turn to the Lord. We need to turn to the king. You need the king. We need the king who is the spirit in our spirit as we turn to him and apologize to each other. Then what happens we enjoy this wonderful spirit who fulfills all the righteous requirements of the law 
and then God is expressed. There's image there. And what is this? This is the kingdom with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Even that phrase, in the Holy Spirit, indicating that the ministry of the Spirit brings in the kingdom with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the source of the kingdom, the key to the kingdom, is touching the Spirit, enjoying the Spirit, living according to the Spirit. And then there's righteousness, there's peace, there's joy. And I appreciate uh, this verse, don't you, uh, Matt, in Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And this describes the church life. This describes our life together with one another. And uh, what does this mean? This means not only is there righteousness, peace, and joy, but means everything's in order. Everything is headed up. And uh, when everything's headed up, you sense a kingdom. There's a kingdom. Everything's in order. Everything's in place. And it reminds me, Matt, of um, Ephesians 1.10. It says, unto an economy of the fullness of the times to head up all things in Christ. Things in the heavens, things on the earth in him. And how does God head up this universe? He does it by dispensing himself in his Son as the Spirit. So the ministry of the Spirit, which is just the imparting of Christ as life into our being, causes a heading up, getting us out of everything that's a heap of collapse, everything that's out of order. So as we open to the Lord, enjoy the Lord, and love him and praise him, what happens? The king makes home in our heart. The kingdom comes. The spirit is there. Righteousness is there. Peace is there. Joy is there. Everything is headed up. God is enthroned. Everything's in order. And so we can say practically, that's the kingdom. That's when things are right. Amen. When we enjoy the Lord, love the Lord, call on his name, sing, pray, it brings us into a, a realm where things just become right. That's right. Well, let's go on to our final portion today with Witness Lee, and then we'll come back, Dick, for a final chance to fellowship about this. Revelation 19 says, one day, the wedding day of Christ will come, and the bride, the transformed, tripartite mankind, will wear the white linen, which is the righteousness of the saints. The bride in the coming wedding will wear righteousness. Amen. This verse surely indicates that today we must adorn ourselves. With what? You tell me with what? With righteousness. Amen. Day by day. We must adorn. We must prepare for ourselves, a white linen to cover us. Amen. And this is our daily righteousness. Amen. How could we produce such clothing of righteousness? By our daily work, according to the spirit of life. We daily live a life of the Spirit. When He comes, we will have a bright and pure bridal gown. And you have to note, the bride 
in Revelation 19 will be the new Jerusalem Amen. in Revelation 22. Amen. The new Jerusalem as a city will bear the appearance of Jasper. It is really strange that in chapter 4 of Revelation, it tells us God sitting on the throne in the heavens looks like Jasper. So, Jasper is also God's appearance. By this you can see eventually the new Jerusalem will bear the same kind of appearance of God. This Jasper of the new Jerusalem equals to the righteousness of the bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are suing. We are meeting a bridal dawn. Well, Dick, this is quite a conclusion to our program, a sewing of a wedding gown, and that wedding gown is the righteousness of the saints. Wow. What, what would you say about this? I would say that we need to use our time to get ready and to cooperate with the Lord in this sewing process, wouldn't you? To put on that gown. Put on that gown. So I, We are the bride of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. And I, the Bible shows that that bride puts on a wedding garment at the end of the Bible. That's right, and it's very practical. Like our brother mentioned, it's day by day. It's a daily life of taking care of this dear, precious person. As we would uh, open to him and enjoy him, then we are those who participate in Christ as our righteousness. And again, it comes down to the matter of the Spirit. If we really take care of Christ as the life-giving Spirit in our spirit, live according to him, then he who is righteousness saturates and permeates and soaks us, eventually becomes our expression outwardly, so that we have a subjective garment of righteousness. Christ himself is our righteousness. So it is amazing, like he mentioned, God's appearance in Revelation 4 is Jasper, and then the appearance of the New Jerusalem is also Jasper, which means we have become the same as he is. How? By enjoying him as the wonderful life-giving spirit. When we really enjoy him, then what happens? He's worked into us as righteousness. So it says the garment of the bride in Revelation 19 is the righteousnesses of the saints. And I'd like to just end on this note, Matt, that even all you radio listeners, I hope you would just ask yourselves a question. Who is right around here? Who is right? And who's the most right around here other than Christ? Other than Christ himself, who's the most right person? I tell you, the most right person is the person who enjoys Christ the most. If we enjoy him every day, turn to him every day, open to him every day, keep ourselves right with him every day, I tell you, you're right. Because you're enjoying him as your righteousness. If you don't enjoy him, you're wrong. There's no kingdom, there's no righteousness, there's no garment, and we are not getting ready for our bridegroom. So if we really want to be ready for that wedding day, we want to be those who enjoy Christ feed on Christ, and especially love him, because this is a love affair. So may we love him to the uttermost, enjoying him as the life-giving spirit, so he could saturate us with himself as righteousness. And then, hallelujah, we will have that wedding. The joy of the Lord is not only our strength, it's also 
are being right. Amen. When we're enjoying the Lord, we are a right person. That's right. And if we're not, we're a wrong person. That's right. <laughs> well, Dick, maybe I can read this verse real quick. Sure. In uh, Revelation 19, verse 7, it says, The marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Amen. Let's get ready. You know, a lot of Christians, I think, have the thought that they're just going to be ready. That's right. That they don't have to enjoy the Lord today because when it comes, we'll just be ready. That's right. But the Bible says the bride has made, made herself, herself ready. ready. So we want to be those who make ourselves ready every day. Every day we need to enjoy him and put on this garment of righteousness. That's right. To be right by clothing ourselves with the enjoyment of Christ. Amen. Dick, I wish we could have more time on this, but the clock says we're out of time. So uh, if you would like to get a copy of this program... It's available in a printed form, which we'd encourage you to get the printed form. It's actually much more detailed than we could cover today. To call us, the number is 888-LIFE-STUDY or 888-543-3788. You can send email to radio at lsm.org. Dick, it was sure good to have you here today. I hope you can come back and join us again soon. Thank you, Matt, and let's keep enjoying this Christ every day. Amen. Amen. Well, on behalf of Dick Taylor, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Did you know that you can now enjoy the writings of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee on your PC or Mac, tablet, e-reader, or smartphone? Just go to lsm.org slash ePublications to find out more. Again, that's lsm.org slash ePublications. And thanks for listening today.